You're listening to Five Things with Lisa Birnbach. Hi, it's Lisa Birnbach, and you know what? I gave birth to my first exhibit 29 years ago, yesterday, 29 years ago. So I entered the hospital a very carefree but very enlarged person in the winter in a parka, and I left a few days later a somewhat less enlarged person, and people started asking me all the time, was I pregnant after I'd had the baby? That's always a pleasure. But nevertheless, and it was spring and no parka and a baby exhibit, a science experiment, a son. So this week, I can't stop thinking about the fact that my boy has his 29th birthday. And I would like to correct something right now that people always say, and it's incorrect. You know, they say pregnancy is nine months. It's nine months. Then how come it's 40 weeks long? Could someone else besides me do the math there? Because I'm very bad at math. But in my head, four, because they're four weeks in a month, into 40 equals 10. That would be 10 months. Because this makes me crazy. I was pregnant, and I was pregnant with him for almost 11 months. He did not want to be born. You know those old cartoons that say, Mom, I didn't ask to be born. Well, he certainly didn't ask to be born. But he was at 10 and a half months. He was so late that they had to just remove him by force. And then for many years, he was the centrifuge around which my life spun until Exhibit B came along and then eventually Exhibit C. And one learns how to split one's love and attention. I never said I did it well, but I split it. I trifurcated it. Anyway, seeing my son in good shape leads my list of five great things, five things for which I'm grateful, which is the whole point of this podcast every week. And I believe this is our 35th week. And that means we've been doing this for more than half a year. And I'm still at it. It doesn't bore me yet. In fact, it challenges me to find things that make me grateful because the winter gets great. The news is not usually good. There's trouble in bachelor land. Oh, what do they call it? Bachelor nation. I mean, there's trouble everywhere. But yet when you have to make an exercise in which you find yourself asking very deep and personal questions about what really am I grateful for? What am What's important to me? You know what? You end up having a podcast like 800,000 other people, just like me. So to get back to my own personal agenda, my son being happy is number one in the things that made my week sweeter. He is really happy. As you know, he is a newlywed. So of course he should be happy. But I've never seen him like this. He's buoyant. I mean, he still complains about stuff, but he's pretty happy. And that's number one. But I would like to also give voice to my daughters because I can't have a happy week if my daughters are miserable. So it's like taking a photograph of a group 
And usually one person has red eyes, one person's looking down, somebody's blinking, two people look good. Well, I prefer life when everyone has red eyes or no one has red eyes. I'm kidding. I mean, I want everyone to be happy. I want you to be happy. I don't even know you and I want you to be happy. That's the kind of giver I am. Number two, fresh mango. Okay, mango, it's a fruit. It's an exotic fruit. That's how it's characterized in this country. But you can find it anywhere, anywhere in New York, any fruit market or food market or produce stand. But we forget that mango exists unless we go to a country where mango is part of every breakfast plate, every fruit plate. So I was just in Mexico. Fresh mango was served as a garnish. You know, it's parsley or it's an orange slice, but there it's mango. And there I eat the garnish because mango is so good and I forget that I love mango. Mango, mango, mango. It's easy to find, it's hard to cut, and it's really good. If you're confusing mango and papaya, which is an easy thing to do, don't. Number three, cocoa floss. Cocoa floss is a cool new dental floss, and it may not be new. It's new-ish, and it's hip, or maybe it's hipster. I don't know who makes it, but I know you have to order it online. I've used one whole dispenser of it, and I like it. And it makes flossing more fun. And I don't enjoy flossing at all, but I will tell you this. It has cool packaging. The flavors are cooler and hipper and badder. I think they have coconut, which I'm not going to try. And I believe they have pina colada, a variation, which I am not going to try. And they have passion fruit and peppermint and some other flavors when you go to cocofloss.com. But it's not the flavors that get me. And of course, I only take the mint. I'm a classicist, as you know. But the string itself is a little thicker and it's a little bit You feel like you're more in control than you do with the standard dental flosses. And the color is nice. It's turquoise. And I like it. I like it. Michael likes it. We don't fight over it. But I think we could at some point. I definitely see that as a possibility. Anyway, it's called Coco Floss. I believe I first read about it on a blog called Girls of a Certain Age. If you're a girl of a certain age, you should check out that blog, too. There is a two-for-one item. Number four is a memoir called Educated, which is written by Tara Westover. I believe it was published last year. Very much like The Glass Castle, in which Jeanette Walls is raised in poverty and having to move house to house to house with her sort of almost borderline criminal parents, So is Tara Westover raised in a kooky family that makes many kids read scripture and refuses to send the kids to school and raises them in a very hard way where nature and dad are the two teachers. And when I read a story of hardship like this, I just have to remember that being raised in an ordinary house where I didn't have to toil physically, and I was allowed to go to school, is a great blessing. 
even if there were teachers at my school who were really mean to me, Mrs. Daly, and even if I didn't enjoy it all the time, it was still school and it was wonderful. But read this book if you get a chance and if you like memoir. I have not read as many memoirs as I have this year. I don't know if that's because so many are being published, and and they are. I mean, it's such a hugely popular form of uh, literature, I suppose. But I'm reading them and learning something from them and still pretty sure that I'm not going to write my own memoir, but you never know. Number five, Robert Mueller has been called an American hero by me. And when I call him an American hero, everybody says, oh, you have a crush on him. But when Ty Cobb, who was Donald Trump's lawyer until last year, calls him American hero, everybody swoons. Just think about that, won't you? But in the meantime, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast if you like it. You can subscribe on Stitcher, on iTunes, on YouTube, and on my own site. And read my blog at lisabernbach.com. And there are exciting things coming up ahead. We have Chip Kidd is coming up, the great book designer. Meg Wolitzer, the award-winning novelist whose novel... The Wife was the basis of the movie that Glenn Close was in and almost won an Oscar for. And other guests I can't tell you about because we don't have them confirmed, but that's what's happening here at this podcast. We're growing, we're getting more guests, and even I'm growing. I'm hoping to be two pounds lighter next time. Did you hear it in my voice? Could you tell? I think you could. In the meantime, just remember to stay safe and act natural. Bye-bye. That was Five Things with Lisa Bernbach. New episodes every Friday, if she remembers.